attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about a certain film director who's once again under criticism for being a pedophile are purely for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, isn't that right, Frozen? Frozen? What's the matter with Frozen? Yeah, I heard it was one of those touching kids movies. No, Paul, it's a touching kids movie. Right, yeah, touching kids movie. No, it's a touching kids movie. Okay, in my mind, I'm hearing, it sounds like I'm saying exactly what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, Paul, saying touching no, kids I, I, movie. I, what I'm saying is something. Yeah. WNBC. No Woody Allen debate here. <laughs> no. 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 We'll leave that to talking heads in the news. No, leave it to Facebook. Leave That's that to Facebook. Facebook's <laughs> yeah, right? going to figure that out this week, <laughs> oh, aren't they? God. Isn't Facebook going to figure that out this week? It's going to get to the bottom of the They're betting around. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. Here to re- remind you that evil will always triumph over good, because good is dumb. <laughs> You've reached Ground Zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour plus as we broadcast from the Admirals Club where weary travelers have complimentary access. (laughs) If you're new to the power of the movie showcast, you can catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Search the movie showcast or the movie guys, any of those places, and we come right up. And don't forget we are also available on WBAD Radio at WBAD.net. Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, that's one here on the West Coast, WBAD.net. It's growing. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It uh, comes out of Washington, D.C., spills out all over the country. they got a great roster of shows there. I think we're, we're getting we're, a lot we're of good, the mix. We're getting a lot of new uh, listeners. and, uh, and uh, they got a ton there. Twitter yeah. followers. They get the uh, internet in Washington, D.C., do they? They do. <laughs> right. yeah. Nice. And as always, please subscribe where possible. Tell your friends. Share and like posts and videos and all that stuff at the Movie Guys on Twitter and on Facebook. Take a break from the Woody Allen shenanigans and check out our comedy <laughs> jokes. We are the Movie Guys Around the Horn. That's me, Paul Preston, Adam Witt, and Lee Caius. Karen Volpe, regular movie guy, is out for two more weeks as she mounts a production of Me and My Girl in beautiful Glendale, California. Mount it. Sitting in her chair for the whole show is a comedian and writer who has worked behind the scenes on the likes of Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, and most recently as a writer and producer for Dion Cole's Black Box, Doug Caro. Hey, 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 Thanks for having me, guys. Doug. Welcome. But uh, we begin with our signature movie previews that let you know what's coming up in theaters for your viewing pleasure. After after a couple of uh, slight weeks, we now have a big three-movie weekend yeah. as we leave Manuary behind. Manuary. And we begin February. Oh. February. <laughs> Actually, February really kicks up next week with a trio of romantic comedies, but this week sees one female-centric film, Vampire Academy. You ever wonder how vampires learn to be vampires? Me neither, but this movie is convinced we do. Also this week is a Lego movie, which makes just about as much sense as a fight to the death between Tinker Toys and Erector Sets. Patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. And later in the show, pitch meeting. Ocean's Eleven goes to Nazi Germany. You've been greenlit! It's the Monuments Men. I'm to put a team together and do our best to protect buildings, bridges, and art before the Nazis destroy everything. What that How many men? Six. Oh, Jesus. Well, with you at seven, that's much better. Six guys versus the Nazis saving art. 
Yes, nice. but six really charming, funny, oh capable. I mean, six guys, most of them are George Clooney. Most of these six guys are George Clooney. <laughs> I'm charmed by Bob Balaban. This thing has really got uh, a lot. Yeah. You don't see the Sandler gang saving our no. in They're the... just discovering new water slides to go down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Kevin James invariably gets stuck on one, and that's the big crisis. We'll see this, though, won't we, the monument? Sure. Yeah. It's got Matt yeah. Damon, George Clooney, John Goodman, Bill Murray, and other people in it. You had me at and Hugh Bonneville. And Hugh, Hugh Bonneville. No, Hugh Bonneville. It's a value. It is. It's, it's, You're it's getting a Hugh value. Bonne- You're getting Hugh Bonneville at a value. I mean, how much? That's like a buck. A, that's a buck an actor, right? That's like two bucks an actor right there, right? right? You, pay, you throw down at AMC theaters? Yeah. It's just about right. It's $3 an Oscar. It, yeah. There you go. $4 at, at Arclight. <laughs> but you get to bring in your drinks. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I've heard that about them. They're good about that. So let's uh, go to the first film. <clears throat> the Wait is Over, a movie about vampires hits the big screen. Oh, thank God. But not just any vampires, teen vampires. Whoa, what is next? Frankensteins that are adults? <laughs> Lee, let's talk about Vampire Academy. Here we go, everybody. Sure, we've had teen vampires, hot vampires, George Hamilton vampires, <laughs> but never once has cinema answered the question, where do vampires learn the basics of paper science, or how to start and own and operate their own business? <laughs> Vampire Academy is the Hogwarts of the immortal bloodthirsty undead. Up until now, I always thought that title was held by the Republican National Committee. <laughs> now, Vampire Academy tries to wring some more mythology out of vampires by dividing them into three groups. So, on the Academy's periodic table of things that go bump in the night, we have the Mori, who are the mortal, peaceful vampires. The Dampier, they are half-human, half-vampire vampires, mm-hmm. and they're locked into a mortal battle with the Strigoi. The Strigoi. The Strigoi are evil vampires who make Bela Lugosi look like a penniless, drug-addled Hungarian stage actor. Our story focuses on Rose Hathaway, played by Zoe Deutsch. Paul, is there room in America's heart for two Zoes? Doubtful. We only have one Keanu. Rose, like her six-foot-eleven father, Eric, is a dampier. And when you're half-human, half-vampire, you really bridge the gap between high school subcultures. I mean, you can be cool and arty. It's the equivalent of being the star quarterback who also sings in the choir. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads, they all adore him. Mori, Dampiers, and Strigoi. Here are three words that were made up just for this movie, but that every goth teen will soon be using so casually as to make anyone over 30 think that they're real names for real things. You know, like twerk and internet. Because it's a movie... Because it's a movie, with any creature, with any mythology, a great millennial war is brewing. Yes, right, except for here, the big Friday night game is replaced by an invasion of evil vampires, who always kick everyone's ass because they bust in that vampire from the inner city as their ringer. Bunch of cheats blindside my ass. I'm sorry, Paul, where was I? Uh, you weren't. I was. Yes. The film also stars Lucy Fry as Lisa, Rose's friend. She is hailed as the one, you know, just like in everything. You were the chosen one! For those of you in the betting pool, this is the first The One of the Year. Last year's winner was Adam, who correctly predicted 10 The Ones in movies in 2013. (laughs) Oh, I won? That's great. 
When does the Quidditch game begin at Vampire Academy, anyway? No, this isn't Hogwarts in oh. fictional Scotland. In fact, you can expect a full-size Vampire Academy to open at Universal Studios Hollywood in 2019. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I see that the Vampire Academy is, in fact, in Montana, which explains why everyone in this movie is so beautiful. <laughs> is it based on a book? Yes, Paul. <laughs> and so continues the trend of saving teens the trouble of having to read. Vampire Academy. It's like Monsters University, except for the 743 million worldwide gross. There you go. That's that's Vampire Vampire Academy. You know, know, it's funny. This is this is set in Montana because Twilight was all set in like Washington State, right? Something going on. Is this a government program? Like to just areas where there's not anything cool happening? You know, (laughs) it's a relocation program. They're trying to entice people to buy homes in the unpopulated portions of America. Yeah. Up there near NORAD. Ah, the North Dakota vampires. <laughs> Isn't it spooky? Go visit, guys. <laughs> this is one of those weird, like, Juno goes to Hogwarts-type oh, movies. sassy, quirky girl, yes. So sassy. Uh, they're so disinterested uh, in yeah. everything. They clearly wanted Kat Dennings for the, for the, for the <laughs> or I think it's Rose, is the super smart-ass in this one, like, blah, blah, I'm so over this movie that you're we're trying to tell you to come watch. And Ellen Page <laughs> before her, so I guess Zoe Deutsch is the new one of those. Yeah. Well, she looked like Ellen Page in a couple of those shots. I thought, oh, yeah. this is Ellen Page, and it's it's just that attitude, the movie. I hate that kind of like, ugh, snarky, snark, snark, snark. Well, it's, 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 it's to me, it's the tone. Like, what is the tone? It's like, every movie has to be three movies now. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's like, uh, you guys see that Beautiful Creatures movie? No, but... No, yeah, but we I've talked about it. seen no, parts no, of it. We no, saw no, the trailer no, no. several That's times. That's the joy of our show. We talk about every movie. We only see the, one, we only see we the ones it. we want to. We know exactly what you're talking about, and this is one of those things. It's 13 uh, young adult novels, and I've never heard of it, and now it's a movie, and there's they're guaranteed 13 green light green lights on the... Uh... It looks like it's a it's a teen comedy, but it also looks like an action film, but it also looks like... A, it just looks like a CW show. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Although, I, I have to say... Uh, um, it's uh, Daniel Waters, though, the writer of Heathers. Yeah. And, and you know, if you're going to have someone write the snarky, like, we're above being teen vampires, and I mean, of course, anybody can be above being a teen vampire now, because we're all over it, right? Yeah. So <laughs> As much as we goof on Juno and all these other things, he did probably he start all that. Started it, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he's been, so he's been writing teen snark for 30 years? Yeah. Teen snark. <laughs> Taking a break to write a Batman movie full of teen snark, but yeah. <laughs> Which one was that? Batman Returns. That's <laughs> he wrote Warner's that? Oh, g- g- oh, Watch man. it again and tell me if you can tell if the writer of Hudson Hawk wrote Batman Returns. Oh, man. <laughs> I think it's probably just the result that we're, we're just over teen snark. So if you think like John Hughes... Us or the, the country? Just everybody, yeah. Everyone's over it. It's Or at least us. Because if you watch a John <laughs> well, Hughes movie... adults are always over it. Go ahead. <laughs> but all John Hughes movies are John Hughesy. Yeah. But that never got old. That was just delightful and it worked and it rang true. And all this teen snark just seems like forced and deliberate and clever and for the sake of clever. And I don't know. Hey, Karen has tweeted into the show. She said from rehearsal, she says, This movie makes me like Harry Potter. Well, there you go. And okay. she doesn't like Harry Potter. So. Did you check your script for that tweet, Paul? I did. Well, I, I tweeted and I wrote it down real quick oh, okay. in type font. And then I read it to you guys. By the way, if you want to watch us watch us lie, go to our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is weird. In the very first scene of the trailer, she one girl opens up her neck to the other and lets her bite her because they're again revisionist vampires. They're just every time they do is a vampire. Is she making movie. her friend immortal in that clip? I, I couldn't tell. I think no. she's just giving her blood because she's half human and says you could probably drink oh. my blood. 
Because you're not half. Well, she's half vampire, vampire, so she's not going to get turned into a vampire. So she exactly. can well, she can suffer the fangs of a friend. She can feed her friend. But the weirdest yes. part was, it's like she bit her on the shoulder. You ever notice in these vampire movies now that they're the creeping down right? the neck, like they're, they're biting them like way down here. Where... Well, I saw a movie where she bit her right between the legs. That was a different movie. Oh, okay. it was a different movie. <laughs> that was not revisionist. But at she all. was they were playing that one right by the but script. This is the value of <laughs> no. She was there's blood. God. This is the value of, uh, of Doug's not having it. Creating a new mythology, if I may press on. <laughs> that, this is the value of creating a new mythology because now you've got interactions that are completely different because these are different types of vampires. That's one thing I'll say to in support of what this movie's trying to do. But other than that, I mean, how far can you go? They walk in. They walk in the daytime. They don't. They eat garlic. They yeah. get steaks in the heart. Pull them out, and you know, walk, they work keep at the going. gap. They don't drink blood. They, yeah, they just then they're just they're full of My favorite revisionist uh, of the the genre was there was a uh, back when it was I believe UPN. There was a Dracula show, and he used his 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 vampire powers to affect the stock market. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! It was amazing. <laughs> that's How amazing. He just like the wind blows this way and the crops will rise and I oh, will that's a... sell it on the the Chicago Board of Options Exchange. And... That's that's well, a sketch I want to do. That's... Revisionist vampires out of control, like just too much revisionism. <laughs> they're now Superman. They're now from other planets. Just like no, they're... we revise till it's just completely. Dirty. They're marrying gay people. They're all they, whatever. <laughs> the NBC one. His his drive is like clean energy. For real? Yeah, yeah. He's a vampire like, whose drive is clean. Yeah, energy? he's like, he's oh. like, uh, I've, I've invented. It's like, it's like a period piece, but he's like, I've invented clean energy, and everyone's like, all the oil companies are like, stop Dracula, stop him. <laughs> Do they call him Dracula? <laughs> What's that? They call him Dracula, like he's Dracula. He's Dracula. Or is he Vlad? Dracula I'm sure he's like whatever. Businessman, something like Dave. That, yeah. Dave Dracula. He is kind of a businessman, right? In the original Bram Stoker's thing, right? He's kind of a. Then he go for a land deal. The one guy that goes to visit him. Uh, what's his face? Boring guy, Keanu. Carrie Elwes. <laughs> Carrie Elwes. Yeah, Take was it? Keanu, Carrie Elwes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, just... we're not referring to the original Dracula as the Francis Ford Coppola. No, no, no. <laughs> I was talking about Bram Stoker's <laughs> Dracula, not Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Copy that. But I know what you're saying about the revisionism. I mean, what makes these vampires, they can do all that sort of stuff, walk out in the sun and don't need blood or whatever. What's what's the difference between them and a dull couple from Palmdale? <laughs> I know the difference, Adam. Yes, Lee, what tell us. If you, if you drive a stake through the heart of a vampire, they die. Oh, there you, oh. you go. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Listen, no, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I'm not going to argue against higher education, but I got to believe most vampires learn the basics at home or by instinct, right? I mean, once your baby fangs fall out, you learn to fly, you're just waiting until your libido kicks in, and that's pretty much it, right? <laughs> Not so, turns out. Mm. We're finding out now with the show here. As uh, Vampire Academy purports, there is a lot to learn. So we here at the Movie Guys want to take part and uh, get into some of these classes. Oh. Well, it turns out the classes at Vampire Academy are full. Oh, uh, come on. And there is Stupid no more fun, enrollment right? at this time. This is what I found out this morning. However, I did a little research on the old computer. And found VTI, Vampire Technical Institute. Oh, well, it's my backup. Yes, it turns out they offer a wide <laughs> variety. They offer a wide variety of degrees and lots of availability to enroll. So I, I want to call them right now and see what we oh, could yeah. possibly Let's find out study. what classes we can take at uh, Vampire Technical yeah, Institute. I'm, I'm going to call them up here in the old computer and see what. Happens. Use, your, use your phone for that. Paul. Sure. Oh, we can. We have the power. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate. Hello, and 
welcome to Vampire Technical Institute, your road to becoming a better vampire. At VTI, we focus on providing a very refanged education for the red collar bloodsucker. A quick note to new students please attend our welcome weekend in celebration of Black Vampire History Month with a double feature of Blackula and a vampire in Brooklyn at the Vlad the Impaler Memorial Auditorium, February 10th at 10 p.m. Want to be a new student? Enroll now and you can take part in the following courses. Coffin technician, crucifix repair, HVAC repair, mirror polisher, cooking without garlic, unorthodontics, steak avoidance, holy water, holy VCR repair, hotel and castle management, Romanian tourism and hospitality, blood banking and financial planning, personal hygiene, Transylvanian history, Transylvanian air conditioner repair, sure, sure. accounting, haberdashery and cloak design, and night spa manager. All students get to attend one class taught by our current doctorate holder, Dr. Acula. Press 1 to be put through to our customer service representative, Renfield. Okay, I'm actually going to hang up there. Really? Like okay, yeah. Some of those sound interesting. I have to think. You write down your favorites? Uh, the HVAC repair. I think there's a future in that. Night spa manager. It's Holy VCR repair? I was going to. I was thinking that. That sounds a little tough, though. That's, that sounds like a hard one. Well, um, I don't think any of us are going to that. <laughs> I don't think any of us are going to Vampire Academy either. So there you go. We've I don't the board. So. Yeah. No. Let's talk about a movie we might go and see. I'll, I'll let it be no, described to me. Instead of that, let's talk about our next film. Oh, okay. Our next film is for a whole other demographics. <laughs> it's another Toy Story. Oh. No, not another sequel to the movie oh. Toy Story. Oh. But suffice it to say that if you went bonkers over Battleship, then you'll most likely react somehow to <laughs> the Lego movie. Adam, let's talk about it. Here we go. Finally, Hollywood reaches the last thing to be adapted and animated as plastic building blocks finally start talking, singing, and exploding in the Lego movie from the producers of Puzzle Piece, the music... Why did that... Why does this sound... Bite sounds so horrible. I'm, it's horrible, right? Yeah, it's only That's one it. audio. Or one channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that there's too much intro. You got to hit with. Uh, Usually, Doug, these things, the show just cruises right along. <laughs> it's me. I apologize. I'll put it in post. Yeah, Paul had twice as many drops, I think, to pull. All right, I'll <laughs> no. put it in post. Finally, Hollywood reaches the last thing to be adapted and animated as plastic building bricks finally start talking, singing, and exploding in the Lego movie from the producers of Puzzle Piece, the musical, and Lincoln Log Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> Here's one movie that you wouldn't want to step on in the middle of the night, as it tells the story of Emmett, your typical worker Lego minifigure, who's mistaken for the fabled master builder because of how much time he spends alone master building with Lego magazines. <laughs> we watched the trailer seven or eight times, and we're just starting to piece together the plot. <laughs> Emmett meets with essentially Lego God, voiced by Morgan Freeman, who's going to keep voicing God until we all die and find God's actual voice to be a bit of a letdown. <laughs> Lego God tells Emmett that he is the one and is destined to lead a rebellion against gathering dark forces. Oh, the one. Well, as we've established, that makes him special and unique, just like Harry Potter. And Neo. And Ender Wiggins. And Frodo Baggins. And John Connor. And Anakin Skywalker. And that chick from Vampire Academy. <laughs> so those of you in the 2014 The One Pool, if you had two The Ones, you're in the lead. You're number the one. <laughs> but the month is just getting started. Go to rotoflix.com to continue playing. Now, the Lego movie, adapted from the choking hazard for children three and under of the same name, <laughs> boasts a gigantic voice cast 
aimed at the accompanying adults who are going to suffer through everything this movie has in its toolbox to grab every child's attention. Will Arnett, Will Forte, and Will Ferrell are just some of the Wills adding their voice to the movie. <laughs> Joining them are Elizabeth Banks, Allison Bree, Jonah Hill, Charlie Day, Dave Franco, Nick Offerman, Chris Pratt, Liam Neeson, and Keegan-Michael Key. Played by the incomparable Liam Neeson! <laughs> the movie also fe features a number of DC superheroes and Star Wars characters, with Channy Tatum playing Superman, Will Arnett as Batman, and Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian. Yo, you straight up running Cloud City right now, dog! <laughs> what was that from? <laughs> Peele. Big fans. Don't blink, or constantly blink. We're not sure which would be a better way to watch this movie, because... Based on what we've seen in the trailer, it would seem as though you've got about two seconds with any one scene. <laughs> Kids and epileptics will love this movie. And don't forget the moral of the story, buy Legos. There you go. That's, that's that movie. Right Yay. There. We won. We won, Paul. We won. We won? I don't know. I'm, we we I'm, the one. I'm just attributing uh -oh, winning at some points in our show. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, got, we talked about it. We won. Yeah, what we talked about before when we were talking about this movie. Was is there really this much love for Legos? Huge. There's a whole theme park that still exists, and when it came out, I gave it I, the over under on that for me was like three years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I gotta say it's it is weird that that park is a strange thing because I think this Lego thing is a confidence game. I think they've said you love Legos a whole lot more than we love Legos, but they folded in Star Wars and they've got video games and superheroes and video games, so they folded in almost everything you can like Pirates of the Caribbean everything into the Lego universe. Like, they've licensed everything, which is super smart. If you want to appeal to everybody... Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones, of yeah. course, yeah. And that's got the video game. That's got, And they have movies for all these things. And I found out in the last year, I have two friends with uh, five or six-year-olds, and that is all they want to watch is Lego superheroes and Lego Star Wars and play Lego Star Wars and stuff. It's, it's huge. Do so you think Big Weekend? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think, th And also, I think it's a big weekend for this one because all the voice talent, I'd actually go watch all those people say funny things. I'd right? watch Will Arnett be Batman. Right? Yes. When are you going to get Channing to say, that's right, I'm Will in. Arnett stars as Batman. When are you going to be able to say that and actually right? mean it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in for that. And C3PO. He'll do his thing down here. Yeah. The whole time. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> Michael. It's going to be one big <laughs> Michael. <laughs> oh, Emmett. Oh, Emmett. You're trying to save the world, I see. I think if I were a 12 year old boy, I would probably, or even eight or whatever the yeah. choking hazard age for this is, um, I would absolutely want to see this film. I kind of would like to see it now. I, I do. I, I, I'm kind of interested. They had a right? good panel at, uh, at Comic Con last summer. Yeah. Getting people hyped up for it. It's from the guys who made Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I oh? haven't seen any of those. Have you seen that? No. 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 Yeah, we're they all done. I, yeah. I, I, niece and nephew love it. It's about as much as I got for you. Yeah. <laughs> Neeson? Oh, your niece Liam and nephew. Niece and nephew. <laughs> Liam Neeson, my, my nephew. Who are Neeson fans. <laughs> Liam Neeson fans, my niece and nephew. My Nissan loves it. <laughs> my Nissan loves it. It runs but, uh, on. I don't I mean, it's it's one of those things. The question is, is I don't think a lot of people are going to go see it that aren't bringing kids. And I, I, are parents just waiting for stuff to come to like home video? Are they going to see movies in theaters anymore? They're, I don't know. I think yeah, a because whole like this that. is the one that you. This is every. As I used to say, a animated movie used to come out once a year when I was a kid. It's every month. I guarantee there's twelve animated movies at the very least every year because just that once a month. It's you got to have that thing you can take the whole family to, 
And I think this one appeals to such a broad range, and I think the humor will appeal to parents. It's like one of those movies that's like, look, parents are going to have to take their kids to something animated this month. We might as well fill it with like adult jokes, too. Right. So this one looks like it succeeds more than. But I'm with you, Doug. I think there's this. I think there's a whole strategy behind just waiting for it to be released. I don't know if they release them on DVD anymore, or is it all just the interwebs and Hulu? But what were those two broads? Uh, The Mary Kate girls, they made like a bazillion movies that. No, yep. no one ever saw. It's all straight to video. But yeah. they've got this huge pile of money because they went straight to video. Digital well, I, babysitter. I just think Digi- they might be competing with themselves. I mean, for it, it's almost like the uh, Avengers movie because all of their characters have, there is a Star Wars Lego movie. There is a Star Wars yeah. Batman movie. And so like, if your kids are dumb enough, you could just say, that's it. That's the Lego movie. <laughs> that's all. That's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> Stay home. No, that's the one you saw on TV. That's the one. That's it. <laughs> But it's uh, I think Frozen is approaching three hundred and fifty million dollars domestically. So who knows worldwide? So I think parents might be still going out taking the kids. No, I think the lesson here is stop having kids, please, everyone. <laughs> we don't have enough animated movies to sustain. <laughs> but, you, but you know what you, you did get right. I think is that like last month, uh, the, what's the the turkeys movie came or I mean what came out last nut month? Shot. Three birds. The nut. The, <laughs> yeah. the squirrels. Chicken balls. The nut job. Chicken balls. Squirrels oh, and yeah, yeah. chicken balls and nut job and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, those I don't Berry think Hound. they get a huge thing, but they're big on video because you yeah. have to have something to babysit your kids in between ones you'll legitimately go see. I think. Right. So like that's those are the ones that they make an appearance in theaters. Nobody really cares, but they're gonna be big on video. Mm. I bet they're huge on video rental. You think those like hatchet if jobs do, uh, do good? Like like Frozen just came out, and then like. You know, Doink, Freezing. Doink Video will put out the Snow Queen. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, obsessed with those. Those, uh, are, yeah. those are amazing. Terminators. Can you just call it Terminators? Okay, <laughs> yeah, I guess you can. Thing. Yeah, the Transmorphers. But the animated ones look especially heck because the, the animation is not going to be oh, yeah. world class Disney and Pixar guys. <laughs> Or the DreamWorks folks who you know who exactly. now are matching them, but pretty no, much, they're much visual more quality. It's going to be like some some overseas, uh, you know, nudniks. And it's, yeah, go ahead. It's evolving to the point where they're just going to be adding silent e's to the actual title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good strategy. Start a company. Frozone? No, no, no. <laughs> There's a new Frozen. 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 All right. Well, listen. Uh, once again, Karen is listening to the show. She's uh, tweeted here again. Hi, Karen. Uh, from You're rehearsal. Listening right now. <clears throat> that movie trailer is on crack. Well, there you go. <laughs> if you've seen it, you probably would agree that Lego Movie's trailer is insane. It's yeah, it it's, uh, moves amazingly fast. It has visuals and colors that are bright, quick, and jumpy, and it requires sort of an ADD adult attention span to take it all in. So you're probably wondering what drug or drugs. You should take when seeing this film. The eternal question. That leads us to another edition of our ongoing segment, Adam Witt's Film Fix. Let's bring it over to Adam. So you've been roped into going to Lego the movie. The question before every trip to the movies is the same. What drugs would make this movie better? Now, the first thing you'll think about this movie is, hey, objects flying out of the screen and breaking apart in 3D. This is a perfect movie for acid. Do not do acid for the Lego movie. For God's sakes, it's a movie about toys coming to life and having lives in your face. This movie will break your brain. And before before you think, oh, mushrooms it is, think again. On mushrooms, you'll be too desperate to connect with the movie, only to realize that it only exists as a product to be sold. It's a lie, and if you're on mushrooms, what else is a lie? You could lose it all in 90 (laughs) minutes. Panic. So what does go with this movie? Of course, weed. Weed goes with every movie. It's uh, always a matter of what kind. For this one, I'm prescribing an indica, like a bubblegum kush, you know? It's going to negate the movie's spastic gyrations and put you in a place where you can take it seriously, but not too seriously. It is weed, after all. Now, before that, you're going to need some ADD control, so Ritalin. 
Uh, now, the Riddle is not for you, it's for the kids. This movie's gonna try and destroy them and rebuild them as consumers. Keep them on track and taking it all in as if it makes complete sense. But don't you take Riddlin, because this movie makes no sense. Here's what you do. When you leave the house, half a Vicodin. That's gonna hit you right when you get to the theater. Put you in a nice fluffy clouds to deal with a lobby of screaming kids, okay? So you're starting to work up a good buzz and you have to head off anything that might kill it at the pass. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. I'm with you. Once you hit Except the lobby. I've never taken a drug before in my life, but uh, I'm right next to Just down. continue to nod along, Paul, okay. to my segment here. <laughs> Once you hit the lobby, it's time to pop an. Uh, uh, I'm going to go indica lozenge for the weed, right? Because that's going to take a little time to get into. You take the other half of the Viking, and you are slowly sliding your way into the, uh, into the whole feature there, okay? Working up a good buzz. Now, uh,. Now, you're halfway through this movie or something like that. Might be a good time for pure ecstasy. Snort it. <laughs> now, now, I'm not brave enough for this combo myself. The weed's enough for me. But I'd be remiss in my duties here if I didn't say this whole movie looks like a rave. Like it's just a giant big strobe light in your eyes. So, I don't know. Somebody else try that. Um, the only other thing I will say is... Uh, one more important thing, about an hour into the movie, you're going to want to take an 800 milligram Motrin because as soon as the movie's over, every boy in it will flow into the lobby of the theater and try and kick everything that exists in the balls. <laughs> so that's my cocktail for the Lego movie. Of course, don't forget the traditional venue modifiers for upper and lower class theaters for the Valley Plaza 6 where it's $1.50 on Sunday. You're going to want to pair that experience with an electronic cigarette. For an upper tier theater like Arclight, you're going to need to sneak in a flask of old granddad whiskey to bring that hoity-toity place down a peg. All right, I'm Adam Witt, and remember, when you get high for a movie, the Oscar goes to you. All right. Hey. <laughs> what the hell is a bubblegum kush? Bubblegum kush. That's a kind of a little more sleepy weed. Kush is like, that's like uh, easy E weed, It tastes I think. like bubblegum now. Doesn't taste like no, that. Yeah, the, it yeah, does? Well, it has a sweet taste like huh? that. Yeah, like, exactly. Like See Red what Bull? you're missing out, Paul? I know you got me excited. Oh now. no, they've got like that's like wine <laughs> connoisseurs now. You've got Paul excited for drugs. Hey, <laughs> hey! Now, kids, didn't that sound join, like a good kids? One? Join me <laughs> on a fantastic adventure. I've never tried before. Perhaps I should. They sound delightful. Perhaps the movie guys are experts <laughs> on drugs. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. If you see me at a movie, I'm probably high, because that's just the best way to see a movie. Indica? Guys, yeah. And what is indica? Indica is a little... It's like a blue, sleeper, like a, a turquoise, <laughs> a body oh, weed, body high, oh. and the sativa is more of the head high. I was going to forget a line I forgot to put in there. Don't do a sativa at a movie like this. You'll just end up organizing your uh, purse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, drugs it's are optional. It's a satchel, Adam. A satchel. <laughs> yeah, man purse. <laughs> drugs are optional for our next film, which features Bill Murray. Bad week for Karen to miss the show. But mm -hmm. if she were here, she'd probably say, New Bill Murray movie, new Bill Murray movie, new Bill Murray movie. She says that a lot. Pretty sure she would. Coming this Christmas. Oh, wait. It's... The Monuments Men. <laughs> it's saving Ryan's private collection of art as World War II becomes the latest thing to make Bob Balvin flinch and grab his hat. <laughs> the Monuments Men is the never-before-told story of a group of over-the-hill art scholars, each with a particular skill. They're put together, man-on-a-mission style, to go behind enemy lines and save the art from buildings and museums before the Nazis can destroy them. I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> Nazis are once again cast as the enemies. Really, Hollywood? Never gets old, does it? Could have gone with pirates or aliens, but no, you go for the obvious. It's a World War II movie. Yeah, says you. Just when you thought there were no more just when you thought there were no more new reasons to hate Hitler, turns out he hates art. Oh. Good art. Like Van Gogh and Rodin. Not the bullshit kind of art we all hate. Now this is based on true events. And and a book. 
Thank you. <laughs> but the real draw here is its amazing cast. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> George Clooney. John We're Goodman. Jean Dujardin. And Kate Blanchett. Now tell me, what is wrong with that picture? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with that picture. No. Then on top of that, throw in the most welcome screen face in filmed entertainment, Bill Murray. God damn it, Bill fucking Murray! <laughs> so whatever you do, try not to think about Ocean's Eleven. Especially during the scene where the two of them are sitting at the bar doing a head count on the crack team of specialists they just assembled to pull off this heist. Don't do it. Yeah, don't no. do it. No. Every Girl. single member of the cast belongs to a special category of actors whose movies are enjoyable for at least the amount of time they're on screen. This is known in the movie Guysopedia as the J.T. Walsh Constant. <laughs> in, uh, in one of the more uh, charming war scenes you'll ever see, we have Private Ryan from Saving Private Ryan and uh, Aldo Rain from Inglorious Bastards. Actually, I think you're thinking of Brad Pitt. This is George Clooney. Doesn't matter. No, no, not to me. <laughs> the fun of Ocean's World War II will be watching the cast of pencil pushers dodge Nazi lead and face peril they've never seen before for the love of art. I think that's a story I can get behind, especially if they're saving portraits of boobs. And this is for real. His name is spelled T-I-T-I-A-N. Titian. Honest to God. There you go. Yay! So, as we all know, if you've listened to the show regularly, Karen saw an advanced screening of this movie uh, yeah. some time ago. Well yeah. before its uh, previously scheduled December release. Thought it was meh. And now... How is Bill Murray in it, did she well, say? Of course, I'm sure she loved him. Uh, but not even that the FDR movie, like even Karen's great Bill Murray No, thing, I, I like would go... Like, eh, I, yeah, I would agree shit. with her. That's not a great movie. <laughs> um, not Bill's fault. Just a yeah. cheese movie. Yeah. yeah. It's not a really Bill Murray movie. But uh, much like Oprah and Hamburgers, I would hate for the movie guys to impact box office on this film. <laughs> but there's something it's a valid that, concern, right? But there's something about this trailer that doesn't make me believe they're going to be able to pull it off. And I don't know if it's because we've heard what Karen had to say about the advanced screening, but in watching it, I just because it feels like it's in between trying to be serious and goofy. Yeah, she said there was tonal yeah. issues with the film because, but hopefully that's what they worked. On between December and February, when they pushed it ahead, yeah, they had because there really is a scene at the bar where they're doing. You would swear it was the Ocean's Eleven. We got eleven. We got ten. Is that enough? We need one more. We should get one more. They're doing that whole <laughs> thing, which was very charming and goofy in Ocean's Eleven. But in this movie, I can't tell if they're trying for that mm. or Do you think it doesn't know what it is. Yeah, right? it really, because it's a man on a mission movie, and these men are not the men you want on a mission because they're kind of dopes. And then there's a training sequence where they have to go through. Yeah. But of course, that is no indicator that a war movie is going to be good because that is the standard. Bunch of guys can't get through basic training. <laughs> oh, we're falling. Like, I, you know. That could be, that could be Sergeant Bilko. It could be Stripes. Could be Sergeant could, Bilko. You know, absolutely. Bill Murray breaks out the ice cream scoop and... <laughs> I got a tool for it. Oh, yes. I got a tool for that. Um, but I, I, I can't help but think that, you know, you, you, you go with George Clooney. If he's giving you something, I you, do. you err on the side of positive, yep. and you say, this is going to be good. He, I mean, like that Batman? That's not him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. And I think we all, all know right. that's the movie that made George Clooney said, fuck this, I'm making no, my own movies. And he teamed up with Soderbergh, and yeah, then, then everything went crazy. Yeah, that's true. But no, you could take that. You could take one fine day. And the peacemaker, yeah. stick them all in a... Uh, post send them to post p- out of bill. sight, George Clooney is the real shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But absolutely. no. Yeah. Did you oh, like I Batman like and Robin? Batman movie. Which one? Did you like Batman and Robin? Oh, no. No, okay, good. No. I wonder where you... 
I worried for a second. I'm going to hold a screening <laughs> of it because I've found a love for that movie that I can now watch. I got it on VHS over there. Yeah, that's a good. Man, that's that's a good format, actually. The more you can make it look like it was a, a like a straight to TV like Spider-Man like movie from '79. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The more you can do that to it. In fact, tape that tape on another tape. Like like get a generation a loss <laughs> yeah. like two VCRs that's gonna get better. Don't and better. buy a new tape. Yeah, tape it onto an old tape. Yeah. over something from BASF VHS videotape <laughs> yeah. from 1985 and 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 do like several and that's gonna get better. No, that's a that's a great <laughs> format for that movie. One that's unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> One that will disintegrate as you're watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yes, but but the thing is the uh, the J T Walsh constant uh, the the idea that. Any George Clooney movie is watchable for the amount of time he's on screen, right? So other elements may go wrong in that movie, but and I and, and this is kind of broad. This is us having fun, of course. I mean, it's not literal, right? right. Because Matt Damon makes plenty of movies where I don't really care about him on screen. Oh, he's really? made a couple of shit ones That's lately, true. right? We bought a zoo. We I don't know. Zoo, Am I going to yeah, enjoy exactly. that? I don't know. I'm not going to watch that. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was not bad. Now, was it enjoyable for the amount of time he was on screen? You know, what? it was. It was uh, Cameron Crow. I, I like yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love Cameron Crowe. And it had that little girl. She's just like, we bought a zoo. <laughs> she was very enthusiastic. She was very catchphrase about, about the so movie. So because they were psyched about their movie, it's a good movie. <laughs> Not since Super Cop. Yes, we bought a zoo. His movies always have that little kid that says something and shouts yeah. it. Super wise. Like Jerry Maguire. My head is so big. And, yeah, yeah, Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> what happened to Jonathan Lipnicki? Now he's like. He's ripped. He's like 30 or whatever, right? He's, yeah, he's all roided out, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's all roided oh, out. Oh, is that right? Yeah. But his oh, head, is he? His head kind of looks the same. Oh, <laughs> But he has like the crazy weird washboard thing. Still looks like a seven-year-old. Yeah, he look. works out with Carrot Top. I got to see uh, Macaulay Culkin recently. I saw him out in public. You ever seen him? And? You're like cringing as you say that. <laughs> uh, you know what? If he's going for that look, I guess he's nailing it. But I'm not sure if it's if he's kind of cracked like, out. Like he's ditching the old... Like he wants to go Eddie Furlong now? Oh, oh very much so. Yeah. I mean, he's more like that that party monster movie he was in. I think he'd like that. I don't know if they made him up that much for it. He really kind of looks like partied out. Like uh, he really was like at the club late last night. But Well, listen, uh, I'm inspired okay. by this movie. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, art is under a new threat. This time from underfunding. Uh-oh. Oh, my. Or you never know. Al-Qaeda might just come along for our precious art, and we have to defend ourselves. Yeah. I, for one, am not going to sit around and watch as our art is bamboozled by foreigners. No bamboozling. We, the movie guys, have made a promise yeah. to the United States of America that our art will not fall victim to radicals who want to destroy it, and we will defend our artwork. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's defend the art of 2014. So we're going to take this precious art and seal it in uh, our escape hatch. The Which is here in the Admiral's Club. Oh, okay. yes. There's right. a hatch that goes down, and we'll dump it in full of cement. Life-size time capsule. Future society exactly. can find it, right? right. Exactly. Right. So we have each taken upon ourselves different positions in case of a worst possible scenario where Red Dawn comes true. No, the other, <laughs> the other Red Dawn. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, Lee, for example, will be guardian of YouTube. Is this correct? Oh, yes, Paul. Actually, nice. uh, I've given this a lot of thought. And as you know, we can't save everything, uh, just the things that will serve as a seed for a new civilization, mm -hmm. and I think modern visual media should be at the forefront of that list. So, starting with YouTube, I think we all can agree that Chocolate Rain should be kept. Gotta save Chocolate Rain. I loved. I I honestly could live listen to this constantly. For, for real? I'm not. This is not even a joke. Bit aside. Bit aside. <laughs> oh, God bless you. I have listened to this by myself at my home. 
um, you, can, you can pick up my slack. Some voice. <laughs> and, and because uh, and because she is such an icon of our times, I think we absolutely need to need to preserve leave Britney alone. Of course, leave Britney Spears alone right now. Yeah. Yes. Give that guy a TV absolutely. show. Absolutely, <laughs> he doesn't have three already. And then of course, it's I got think a development enter- deal. <laughs> what does that guy come up? What ideas does that guy have? I think uh, <laughs> entertainment's going to be crucial uh, in the in the new civilization. So of course, plenty of uh, cats playing piano. Keyboard cat, right? Keyboard cat, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Keyboard cat, play off the United States of America. <laughs> Stick in the vault. And, vault it. And because children really are our future, Paul, uh, I think David after dentist is something we would want to keep. I didn't feel anything. How will future yeah. societies know? Exactly. So we have to look in the mirror on that one, so. Right enough for him. Yeah. So. All right. So, uh, well, that's exciting. That's, that's all that's YouTube, a, though. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. That's, yeah. But, but that's it, just YouTube. It's worth saving. We don't want Hitler to get his hands on yeah, it. Exactly. Or future Hitler, whoever modern yeah, Hitler is. There's a lot is. of formats. Absolutely. Now, right? Dave yeah. Hitler. Yeah, Listen, yeah. so, but uh, we, we'd be saving any vines. Yes, but only Nicholas Megalus. Oh. Yo, my name is Nicholas, and this is ridiculous. Got mad gummy money, and it is delicious. Yo, my name is Nicholas, and this is ridiculous. <laughs> my God, that shit just goes on over You've and over again. You've got to save one. Again. I will listen to that at home <laughs> my God. of my free will. God yes. bless you. So. Well, listen, there are a lot of visual mediums out there. Sure. How about Tinder? Tinder, I'm um, working on it. Yes, no, no, yes, yes, no, no, yes, and Quick yes. save Snapchat. Too late. Oh, crap. Now, what about Pinterest? Uh, Pinterest. Oh, oh, you mean that, that wall where it's like, and then you... Um, and then you put a picture, or no, wait, you have like a recipe, and then you post it, and other people can. Ah, fuck it, no. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, listen, I declare that I'm going to save today's modern art. Ooh. So I don't mean Monet and Picasso and Rembrandt, the art of old. I mean that black guy in Venice Beach who paints himself gold. Absolutely. Save Frame that guy. That jar of deer piss with a fetus in it. Someone is saying something with that, <laughs> and by gum, I'm going to save it. <laughs> The installation down in Greenwich Village of that looping video of a woman having an abortion. <laughs> that deserves saving. What? It means something. If nothing... It's modern art. It has its, it's a, a lesson. Statement. It's a statement. Nothing more than that? a lesson. What is that? Hands off, dictators. Yeah, not today, Kim Jong-un. We're keeping that. <laughs> that painting of a giant spork? Saved. Nailed it. That guy who stands in the middle of a room full of bloody mannequins and pisses himself while Obama's inauguration <laughs> speech is played over and over again? I'm protecting that. I don't know why, but I am. Well, that's good for you, Paul. I think... I think we're already on to a, a good start here in preserving All right, I'll tell you what I'm going to take. <clears throat> yes. I'm going to take memes. Oh. Oh. Save these Smart. memes, Smart. right? Willy Wonka saying something snarky. Yeah. I'm just do one of each. You know, Shatner screaming something from two. And then you say you have your own snarky thing you put that he says. Exactly. Screaming. Yeah, because that's how the, the best one. I, I don't know what the, you know, Picard, you know, I, I can't has cheeseburger. Cats that look like Hitler. I got one of each. The representative <laughs> example. Ryan Gosling, the Hey Girl thing. We get one of those. You got Hillary Clinton, you know, texting wise ass comments. You got that. You get one of those. Imagine society without those. How would Imagine. we communicate? How would we tell someone how hard something is to get into if we don't post? One does not just walk into Mordor, right? <laughs> you get that whole thing. You take that. <laughs> you know what? There just may be too many of these. Really, no, I think too I many think memes. You did, well. you did well. That's a great. Well, listen. Maybe you should just keep one, like Noah's Ark. Oh, you know, something to breed generations one of each, to come. Just... Right. What was the first meme? The one that launched a thousand memes. I got it. It's the original cat poster. Hang in there. I'll just get that one. That's the first meme. That should do it, right? Yeah, that should be done and done and done. Yeah. yeah. Doug? Well, all right, you know what? I'll, I'll, handle, I'll handle music. I'll, I'll save Lady Gaga. Actually, you don't need to do that. We already have Madonna saved That's and true. stored away, oh, so that covers all right. that. All right, fair enough. How about, how about uh, Bruno, Bruno Mars? Nope, got Prince. Hmm. That's enough. Uh, uh, Michael Buble. You know, I grabbed Harry Connick Jr., so he's in lockdown, so I think we're good on that. All right, all right. I'll save One Direction. You know, we already have Green Day. 
That, 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 that's not even the same kind of music. We already have Green Day. Gotcha. No One Direction. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right. All right, well, how about Katy Perry? Uh, Zoe Deschanel. Uh, she's not really known as a great singer. Katy Perry sings? All right, listen, screw the music, oh, all right? No, Let me right, be clear about enough, this. When it comes to movies, we save them all. Save them all! Yes. We save all the movies! Wonderful. Except Good for decision. the ones we talked about today. Yeah, maybe not Vampire Academy. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what was the other vampire movie Nut you saw? Nutjob. Nutjob, Ballbreaker. Beautiful Creatures. Chicken, Beautiful Creatures. Chicken Balls. We're not saving that. Everything else, though. <laughs> Everything else. How about the uh, Magic Mailbox? What was the the notebook? No. Magic Let, Mailbox? Mag- was the magic, Lake House? Lake See house. by the Lake? Yeah. Oh, magic Lake mail. House. That's the one. <laughs> lake House? That's gets the one. brought up in the saving the movies of our time. No, I said I was not going to save the oh, Magic okay, Mailbox. Right. Is That's Lake House the one where uh, the girls, the Jennifer Connelly's trying to move into it, but she's really intimidated by... Uh, you know, uh, you said, you mentioned the movie previously. I forgot what it was. Now I remember. Lakeview Terrace? House of Sand and Fog. Oh. House of... <laughs> It's not Lakeview Terrace? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> Sam Jackson, right? Oh, intimidating someone else. Okay, I got it. <laughs> Which is what he does. Lakeview Terrace, yeah, that's when the lights go out, right? That's the night the lights went out that's in Georgia. That's Pacific Heights. <laughs> okay. None of these movies are getting saved. By the way. Maybe I lied completely <laughs> about, about we're saving them all. You're just because we're moving. worth guys. saving since we declared we're saving them all. I'm going to save Raiders of the Lost Ark. Definitely. And that uh, one where Jane March gets naked, The Lover. Not the Bruce Willis Jane March one. No, not Color of Night. Not Color of Night. The Bruce Willis's penis. The movie. (laughs) I'm really up for a debate now. What else needs saving? Um, What doesn't or does? Batman Begins. Well, I'm I'm definitely taking. I'm I'm definitely taking um, a few good men, and I'm definitely taking Ed Wood. Right, and uh, yeah, Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. I'm gonna take Batman and Robin. That's when I'll have to sneak over the border. I think. I may stop you. (laughs) I I may be at the border. Doug, what would you take? Uh, geez Louise. I'll take, uh... Never saw it. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, geez Louise, that's the one where the two girls go across country and then they jump yeah, off the cliff. Yeah, and they die at the end. Never yes. mind. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll take, uh, oh, I'll sorry, take Ridley the, Scott directed it. I'll take the Transporter films. Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, now you've, you've I'm reached Adam's that. heart. Absolutely. Yeah, because we have to pick just a couple Luc Besson-produced movies. We, I mean, the ones he directed, fine. He also produced those. So we could take the professional. Mm-hmm. Be right, Transporter. I'll take I, Transporter. I have to see the sequels yet. I only saw the first one. They would make a great day. I want to do a day of all three Transporter movies. Where's my fourth Transporter movie? Wouldn't that be Fuck. great? We're watching the movies and we forget to save some of them. We say, oh, they, you know what? They came and they stole Casablanca. Sorry, we're watching Transporter <laughs> Sorry, we're watching three. Transport. <laughs> Paul never seen three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys can't be in the escape escape patch the whole time. You're supposed to be. Where did Citizen Kane go? And why does it smell like Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Uh, <clears throat> we would be remiss if we didn't mention some big unfortunate movie news of the week. Yes. We're not your source for movie news. We'll admit it. We're a comedy show. Yeah. But this week we lost Philip Seymour Hoffman. That was weird. Or that as was Se- weird. Or Serena Williams called him Philip Seaman Hoffmore, I think. Please, yes, say that to happen. She did. Wonderful. Philip Baker Seymour Hoffman Hall. <laughs> because, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who said that? Serena Williams. I, I mean, she's got to be left off the hook for that. She's a tennis player. A tennis yeah, player doesn't know one of the greatest actors of our generation? No, what would TV, McEnroe say? Maybe when you're on TV, you just refer to him as the guy who was Capote. <laughs> you know, and then you might get it right. No, Unless but she I agree. Oh, yeah, like she's seen Capote. I agree with Doug. Why the hell do I care what Serena Williams thinks about the passing of Philip Seymour? It's a yeah. clip that was floating out there oh, in between okay. Woody Allen posts on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook's going to get to the bottom of that shit. But we would like to remember the brilliance of Philip Seymour Hoffman in another round of That's Right! That's Right! And that'd crack up the audience. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? 
from? Is that TJ? That, no, that's... Uh, what Fred is Willard, it? isn't it? It was uh, Mighty Wind. Yeah, Fred oh, Willard. that's funny. <laughs> All right, so how do we play That's Right? Well, I can remind you guys that uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was, in fact, in The Big Lebowski. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, uh, we remember uh, we're, we're, we're frantically trying to reach you, dude. Right. He was in Boogie Nights, of course. That's oh, right. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. But if you think back, do you remember that he was in Leap of Faith? He was. Uh, that's right. He was like behind the scenes guy with that's Deborah Winger right. uh, while Steve Martin was prancing around on the stage. Yeah, it was. Uh, Scent of a Woman. I think you remember from that. That's he right. was in that. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> he was also in. This is how this is played. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> talented Mr. Ripley. I forgot he was in that. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. That's right. He was that's in right. that. That's I right. forgot. That's Punch right. Drunk Love. That's oh, right. A great that's movie. That's right. So uh, he's basically wildly forgettable. <laughs> he blends right. into the scenery. That's right. Cold yeah. Mountain. He was the Reverend. I forgot that. That was in like a Cold Dickens character. Oh, that's what? right. That's right. That's right. Oh my God, he's oh my God. so great. That's Red right. Dragon. I don't remember him. Red Dragon. That's no. right. That's right. Yeah, that cast gets better. That's a great cast. Almost. That's already Ray Fiennes in uh, uh, Edward Norton. Hulk too, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, almost famous. That's right. Oh, that's, right. That's, that's, right. right. that's right. He that's was right. in that. Charlie Wilson's Very War. Good. That that is that right. right. Is that right. is. If you right. want to do yourself a favor and see a movie that you haven't seen, see that one because oh, yeah. you haven't seen it. I have not seen don't, it. Don't tell me you have. Mike Nichols, Aaron Sorkin script, um, Tom Hanks, mm. Julie Roberts, Philip Seymour mm. Hoffman. It's a great film. See a bit. Wow. John Slattery, great film. Need to see that. And uh, oh, he was also in Doubt. <gasps> That's right. That's right. right. That's right. Big Oscar nominated. Oh my God, Moneyball. That's, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's nominated right. for he was that, so right? That's pissed. right. No, he wasn't. Right. It wasn't. No, but that's right. He was, was in he? that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but he was in that. He was in that. And of course, uh, Jack goes boating. That's right. Again, I don't know. Twister. I don't know another one either. Oh, okay. Twister. He did a bunch of indie stuff. In fact, Twister. <laughs> was he in Twister? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yes. He, he fucking hit the Van Halen right before they went driving. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking ago. in that shit. That's right. Oh, I don't love that. Tell game. me he's not. That's that's not. That's right. Oh, he good. was awesome. There was nobody more authentic. Th- well, that's not true. There are th- plenty of good actors out there, but he was so authentic. Mission Impossible 3. Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> Almost forgot rocked. about that. That was my jam. <laughs> <laughs> that Mission Impossible 3 is my jam. That was, that's right. I mean, and how awesome. That's a mainstream oh. fucking oh, movie, yeah. and he is a badass villain in that. And Kevin Smith made a great point. That character is what the penguin should be in a Christopher Nolan penguin. He said Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman as the penguin in a Christopher Nolan style Batman Jesus. where he's just that fucking scheming guy from Mission yeah. Impossible 3. He's like that's the ideal penguin right there. That is a good it's call. interesting thought, yeah. Did you hear Roger Ebert said that Philip Seymour Hoffman should should play him before he passed away? It's something he said. Philip Seymour Hoffman should play Oh, should play Ebert. Ebert. Oh. Yeah. Oh wow. In the next Batman? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's right. That's not right at all. You mean Mayor Ebert from Godzilla 99? I'm giving this a thumbs down. Yeah, oh, my God. Isn't that the worst joke ever in history of movies, <laughs> yes, right? it is. Sorry. For anybody who remembers Roland Emmerich. Uh, so anyway, one of the... Horrible one of the, one of the Oh, no, that most, was your joke. Doesn't matter the size no, no. of the role. It's really in it. He was great. Philip Seymour Hoffman, without one, him, this will suck. One thing I got to say, yeah, it, it really... I feel bad because I haven't been keeping up with him like this, this treasure. I missed the last like, Hunger Games but now I mean as soon as I knew he was involved I'm like that's worth seeing sure I, I can't believe I haven't yet 
But, you know, it's like you never assume you're one of these actors you do appreciate, but you're not like obsessing over is you're just going to all of a sudden that's that's going to be the end of them. That's yeah. going to be it. You know, so, yeah, I, I really kind of want to get on a kick now and watch all the ones I haven't seen where he's really good and then just really. Appreciate yeah, and that's it. right on the heels of Gandolfini, which was the same way. Mm -hmm. like you still wanted to see more from him. But uh, I have a right. heroin overdose. Now, I got to say, this is not cool to say. I know, just say no and everything, but heroin overdose, that is the cool way to go. That is fucking, that is John Belushi. That is, it's ugly, but it's Lenny Bruce. It's jazz greats. It's only if you're wearing heroin a suit is... when they find you. But everyone, ah. <laughs> right, everyone who dies Everyone's of naked heroin on the floor, right? Exactly. Yeah. Everyone who dies of heroin is always in their underwear. They're naked. And they got the needle naked. sticking yeah. out of them. What is it about that drug that makes you take all your clothes off before you die? <laughs> no one's got really cool wingtips and a, and a hat on yeah. with a needle in their I'm arm. I'm just saying it's... It, it's the don't come back from it drug. You start down that road. Yeah. You're done. You know? That's... But. Also, something you said about the legalization of things like that, because then someone acts, there's no such thing as, well, I mean, there is overdosing, but it's like much more, like nobody knows how much heroin they're doing, like how much you can take, how much a dose is, how many milligrams they're taking of heroin. But the question I have for you, I mean, at Adam, least if you take an aspirin, you're not like, oh my God, I took all the aspirin. I didn't realize it was one thing. Right, but the question I have for you is: um, <laughs> You shouldn't take heroin. Uh, I will. <laughs> no, no, no. Great, I, mean, I would like to have an alcohol. Well, here it is. It's Everclear. Ah, oh, I was hoping for a beer. Right? I mean, that's like heroin. It's the wild, wild west. Like, who knows what the hell you're getting? But what movie do I watch while doing heroin? That would have been my question. Oh, but... Train Spotting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough of this. Uh, well, most of Train Spotting. There's more shenanigans <laughs> to get to, including our our guest Doug Carroll. Yes. Hey, Doug. Uh, let's talk. We keep to going Doug. on and on here. We got a guest in the room. Doug, I want to talk room. to you about uh, something that we ask all of our guests on okay. the show. What is your favorite movie of all time? It really is a toss up for me. It's a tie between I've got uh, Citizen Kane, which mm -hmm. I I truly love. It's like two in a row, right? For that and uh, Blues yeah. Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so you really love Citizen Kane. Now, yes. now, now, some people are sort of forced into loving that in film school. That's the yeah. film they show you, but you can't really get your appreciation of it in that sort of. So, how did you come to love Citizen Kane? What, what really? When did it jump out to you? Film school. Was it a film school, right? <laughs> but you actually really took to it the first time. Yeah, I, uh, I, I just, uh, I became uh, enamored with the film, and the more, uh, I believe, I took a, a entire class on it. So I really dove one deep class into it. for Citizen Kane. It was, oh, it was yeah. yeah, it was. Well, it could be, I guess. It was one yeah. class, all the and movies. then it was uh, all the films that were uh, influenced by it. Yeah. And uh, but uh, when I really got into like the history of the film and like the it, it, the behind the scenes became just as enamoring as what was happening. Yeah, you ever seen that RKO whatever the movie about the behind the scenes, the battle for Kane? Yeah, not actually, bad. there's two documentaries. I think yeah, the Lee F. Schreiber one. There's that one, and then there's the one called Battle for Kane, I think, which is an actual documentary about how he's parodying a very popular figure at the time, the the newspaper magnate. magnate um, William Randolph Hearst. Yeah, Hearst, who was yeah. the, uh, you know, Fox, whatever his name is, of the Rupert Murdoch of, right. of the time, right? And it was coming right out and saying, Rupert Murdoch's a total jerk-off, really, is what the whole movie was saying. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And Hearst buried him, right? Tried yep. to bury it. I mean, and, buried the movie. Basically. I mean, the whole uh, Xanadu is that real place over in Sim Simeon. Uh, yeah. Simeon. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's just kind of like the the layers of you know. And I mean, I I got into it like when I was in my twenties, and it really messed with my head to be like, oh yeah, Orson Welles did that, and I'm you know taking the bus to film school. Uh huh. But uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I I thought it was inspiring. I mean, you hear the whole stories about digging up the floor and like yeah. go, go lower. You know, I was. And it it carries like the machine of the movie to me carries the edits the camera moves, 
and and really the the inspiration about Citizen Kane is because because he's what twenty three when he makes that movie I think uh, or some else yeah wow it, right and, and I've that, done nothing with my life of thank course. you for bringing it to light Adam yeah oh no 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 that's 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 <laughs> haunted me since I was twenty three as soon as I was twenty four I was like ah fuck but <laughs> I mean that's that's I, it's unfortunate that that is out there as an example but uh, but the thing is he didn't know how to make a movie. And so that is a movie from someone who didn't know that you couldn't do any of this. Right. You can't tell a story backwards. You can't tell a story sideways. You can't do a dolly through a sign. You can't you know, do this. You can't do this deep focus photography. You can't have an angle that low. You can't put the light light. I mean, it really, every rule that existed was broken because he didn't know you couldn't just do it this way. And I mean, you hear about like, you know, oh, Hollywood hates uh, Brett Ratner or something, but like, they hated him to the extent where they took the ending of Magnificent Ambersons, <laughs> burned the print, and reshot their. There's there's no evidence of the original. Wow, it's gone. That's amazing. So it's it. I mean, it's intense, and I I love the fact that he kind of had that. You know, he had that low end swing and, and ended with. Uh, I mean, Touch of Evil, which was yeah, which that's was one amazing. of my favorite. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And there's the charm of, I'm sure you guys have all gone on YouTube and seen his wine outtakes. Sure. You know? yeah. So it's the yin and yang of him. But And he was, he was, uh, he was, uh, his last work was uh, Transformers, Transformers Animated. He was the planet. Uh-huh. He was Omnicron. So he how can, played he was as big as a planet. A planet. <laughs> how can you argue that? I gotta say, you want to feel worse about the 23-year-old directing Citizen Kane? That was on the downstroke of his career. He'd already formed RKO Radio. Yeah. He'd oh, yeah. already War done the Worlds. War of the Worlds. To the actor's group or whatever he is he put he'd together. already what, formed what that group uh what was the acting company yeah, you put uh, them together but that's the othello and all the hamlet and all that stuff that they mounted yeah. there i mean he's mounting that shit as like a 15 year old and shit i think yeah. and not to make not to pile on insane. and make us feel any worse but <laughs> just to let you know that at at 19 byron allen was on real people <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the point. byron allen report and you know it's funny though because you mentioned uh 23 being your barometer uh-huh. i remember thinking like when I got old enough and I was in Hollywood trying to do anything, I was like 27, and I learned that Byron Allen was on Real People at 19, and I thought, oh, screw me. <laughs> yeah, every time I see like the, those 12, Not that you want uh, six-year-old yeah. kids with the yo-yos and Cirque du Soleil doing amazing mm-hmm. shit, I'm like, I've done nothing. <laughs> you know. Or hear about John Milton, who wrote Ode to a Grecian Urn when he was like 21, then he died. I've done nothing. Well, I've told you this story. I read John Milton. Into... Yeah, but you're not that into yeah, that whatever. poem, right? Would you want to be the guy that wrote that poem? Would you want Byron Allen's career to be <laughs> on a show that everyone's already forgotten and then have a late night show that nobody watches? <laughs> Comedians with That Byron. man makes nothing but money. Byron? That man. Because oh. he's got no budget for his show, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Well, he takes I mean, a he shoots an evergreen lobby. panel show. You see people like, I see like, oh, there's Jimmy Pardo, like, 80 pounds of a different weight and you know like <laughs> what what is this when like, did he interview him <laughs> it was it was like five years ago and i was like hey i saw you in the buyer he's like leave it alone it's a disaster <laughs> leave it alone uh but uh it's uh no he does these uh heat his business model this is hilarious by the way uh, sorry quick not no, it's please. not hilarious anyway he uh his business model is he makes uh he t- makes shows out of nothing mm-hmm He'll get a camera crew. Well, that's never been successful. And and he he goes to <laughs> a show uh, about nothing. He just goes to celebrities' houses. Hey, can we film your house? That's a show. He pays almost <laughs> yeah. nothing for the camera crew. Uh, he made. Uh, you guys are probably familiar with this. Uh, EPK. You know, mm-hmm. go to these little press junkets. He just strung them all together as a show. 
syndicated tons of money. Yeah. You know, and can and I that, answer your question again, Adam? Yeah. Yes, I want Byron. Okay. Holmes. All right. There it is. <laughs> yeah, the house is poetry. Somewhere between Byron Allen and uh, Orson Welles, we've <laughs> the meaning discovered of life. the right. meaning of life. Okay, Blues Brothers, number yes. two. Yeah, well, I, I grew up in Chicago and WGN would play it almost nightly. And uh, it just became, you know, you didn't have it on VCR, or, you know, you just it, when it was on, you, it was on. So you're just like, oh my God, it's here. And just whatever it was doing, you had a homework paper due the next day. Nope. Blues Brothers is on, you know. And that was an acceptable excuse when you got to school and it wasn't done. Yeah. Hey, sorry, Blues Which Brothers Chicago, was on. Yeah. Chicago school system, they accept that, right? Yeah. Mrs. Stradley said, just, oh, I understand. I was watching it too. <laughs> yeah, just write Illinois Nazis suck, and they're like, got it, got it, got it. It just shows you how back then, you know, I don't want to dig on the later versions of Saturday Night Live, but back then, I mean, they had the audacity to think with a massive scope to take one of their funny little uh, routines to the big screen. It's a huge movie with the, with a, just a giant story with tons of travel and locations and people and massive car pileups and everything. And, you know, and you look at something like Night at the Roxbury, and it's a shame that didn't expand to something that big. Yeah, that's an interesting analysis because those are two sketches with nothing that's in the movie, right? The Night of Roxbury is people bobbing their heads. Yeah, Blues Brothers yeah. singing the blues. Yeah, exactly. We'll see them on there SNL. was no. They're not doing sketches outside of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it was. It, it was. Uh, you know, so few comedies aspire to be a film. I feel that one does, or it, at the very least, it it takes advantage of the art form of film to 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 you know. To entertain, if you well, will. yeah, as, as Stephen Lewis would say, that movie enjoys being a movie. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think that's a good way to describe certain things. Enjoys being a movie. Do you remember? It, do you remember it shooting there? Or were you too young? Oh no, I, I mean, I was. No. I think I was ten. Yeah, probably younger than that when it shot. No, and you know, you, as I grew up, I enjoyed it on different levels. I think as a, as a young person, I just kind of liked the music, and then you know, eventually, mm-hmm. was, oh my god, what a great band! I mean, it's yeah. crazy across the board, and like. Introduced me to Rita Franklin. Yeah, that probably Sam introduced Dave, me to all those people. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then you know, it's it's just uh, it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's weird, and it I love that it never explains itself like a heavy-handed premise. You know, it's not like all right, our, our regular teacher's out today, but here's the crazy. It's like no, it's just like this is a normal reality. These guys are orphans, and they play the blues, and they you know four fried chickens and a coke. We're not going to explain it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we're going to drive through a mall. Just for no reason. Oh, we, my God. And we can do anything else. <laughs> it, 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 it adds nothing to the movie. It's just part of the chase. But, yes, they destroy an entire mall and 500 cars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great. And you can't get that from them singing the blues on Saturday Night Live. Like, oh, what do we make as a movie? <laughs> oh, oh, I got exactly. it. Exactly. That's the, that's the big scope. You know what I, I see when I hear that music? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm seeing? A big car pile up. And John Candy <sighs> in that movie. That's been in my top ten my whole uh, life. I wish you were still around. John Candy. But uh, now, speaking of Byron Allen and Late Night, that's where you currently yeah. find your, your yes, means, I, your life, your everything. Yes, I work at uh, Conan. Sweet. And what do you do for Conan? Uh, I, I write and produce videos for the monologue. Kinda oh, like okay. Video mashups and things like that of oh, such fun. nature. Are you yeah. a When We Melded guy? No, I'm not. Uh, that is uh, uh, or when an, they an, another fella who kind of takes those. Uh, but what I do is... Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I did a video that was uh, went viral of uh, all these newscasters saying, "Oh, the oh. same thing." Is that yeah. your work? God bless That's you. Me. That oh. is some research. Oh. That is. Br- now, I how do you shake do that kind of research? That is freaking brilliant. Because I always wonder on Daily Show and stuff like that when they pull together such. And how many clips go into that? 
for yours? Uh, it's it's just it's just a matter of like looking in to find as many people finding the same thing and just kind of find the right story. Yeah. Do you have a media resource center where you can search by key term, or do you just go YouTube it and and find all? No, that? no, no. We we have you know we kind of have a way of just digging. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's just a matter of you kind of like you sniff out what it sounds like kind of like a syndicated package like. That doesn't sound like a normal person would say that. Then mm. you kind of like try to find other story people that are reporting on the same story. Okay. And what and what's the repetition? I haven't seen the clip. I'm sorry. What's the? Uh, you don't know this? No. What, oh my What gosh. do they repeat? Uh, the the one that went big was uh, a bunch of new ca- newscasters doing Mike Myers impressions. Oh, that's saying, awesome. Saying uh, yeah, baby. Oh, that's awesome. That's so great. Is, now is that because it comes off the AP wire? Uh, for for that each, story? each, it's a little different, but I mean, so much of what the local news is is not local. Exactly, they have all sorts of different like prepackaged things that they do. Yeah, yeah. So some, I can't remember the one I just recently saw, but it was yeah. You could just tell it was a story that was sent out on a stringer. And or it's a wire that line they say before they kick your yep. package or come back from it, right? It's that chummy thing that's written. I think Mike Myers had him. a baby. The, the best ones are so when, it, when it's when they write oh. it off as you know, like like we're just having casual banter here. Uh-huh, like, yeah, uh-huh. but they all but, say uh, the same thing. Yeah, but it's it's a fun job because I kind of uh, have a little freedom to experiment and stuff. Uh, I did uh, I, one of my stranger pieces was uh, was it uh, uh, Guy Fieri eating in reverse? It was a montage of him oh. pulling food out of his mouth. That's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> that's re- so smart. I recently did one that was called uh, People's Court Entrances. Oh, I saw that oh, one. Oh, that's great! <laughs> I gotta brilliant. see this. I'm just obsessed with the oh. announcer on People's Court. Yes, yes. Because he's he's very low and angry. He's like Doug Llewellyn. No, 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 no. no, no. no the no. new one. He's the reporter. Like, it's the not the voiceover it's, guy. It's, it's not oh. the the voiceover guy is his own bag on that show. This man. When people like this, it's like, but it's like with like, it's like with like poison. He's just like, here, Steve. <laughs> Steve claims that his neighbor, you know, poisoned his dog. Steve says, no way. <laughs> it's just like, why do they talk like that? Why is the announcer like that? Oh, you never been to an actual courthouse? That's how it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's just as it worked, buddy. Oh, it's like some cool. kind of angry Bob Dylan. That's now, now, from what I remember, uh, when we met, you were at Improv Olympic. Yes. I was at Improv Olympic, I.O. West here in Los Angeles. Yay. In Hollywood. Tons of great stuff there where you can see many of our guests we have on the show. Absolutely. You know, we pull from the best pools. We love the improv. Uh, you were doing a show called Late Night Explosion. Yes. And now you've translated that into jobs in late night television. It was, uh, you know, I I grew up, well, maybe not grew up is the right word. I grew up loving, you know, Saturday Night Live and SCTV. Yeah. And then when Conan came on, I'm like, oh, that show loves the things that I love. Yeah. And uh, I just started doing my own version of that every week at I.O., Oh, and then eventually was able to uh, swing that experience into actually, I always wanted to work at Conan, but I didn't have it in. And when they came to Los Angeles, I had been working with comedy and video for a while. I'm like, I bet they're going to add video to their monologue. Mm. So I kind of jumped on and it was, uh, it was you know, it felt like, uh, you know, I had been with the show all along because I'd been following it, you know. So, yeah. He's yeah. the closest to Young Letterman, right? Conan, you think? I feel like everybody's kind of got their own. Back. He's, I mean, uh, you know, as a big Young Letterman fan, I, I would say it is. It's the closest we've got so far. That sort of, it's that atmosphere that someone has accidentally left the keys to the studio in the door, and someone came in and turned on all the lights and started a late night show, and nobody's monitoring it. That's how <laughs> I think early Letterman is, and I, I got that. I used to get that feeling with Conan too. Like 
masturbating bear. Just like nobody's watching this yeah. except the right people. Well, where Letterman <laughs> would do a show from his office oh, or something yeah. like that, you know, and then Larry Conan Buddy does Allen. a whole show that's claymation. You know, it's like that sort of outside yeah. the box thinking. I think that uh, that positive comparison. I think uh, you know, My, that was, that was actually, too many people followed. Just I think too many people are just following points of you know monologue to promoting a movie to yeah. musical guests to and he, he goes off course a lot more and I like that yeah. probably my proudest accomplishment on that show was uh, I produced an episode called uh, Occupy Conan <laughs> where it was an actual crowdsourced episode <gasps> so we took the episode cut it up into like 150 or so bites and oh fans, like the Star Wars exactly like Star oh Wars oh my god cool. and it was it was very much a risk to you know would the network take that because there's no backing out there's no announcing and going we didn't get enough submissions sorry wow. did you shoot an episode first and then allow people to watch that and put their own or did you just give a script out was, or what it was, no it was, it was a shot episode okay and we put it up in bites and told people to recreate it oh. and send them in and we just picked bites that we liked and, and you put the whole thing together yeah oh my god that's fantastic wait can i where can i find that episode uh it's it out uh, there occupy conan it's most of it's online uh, we had to take down the fun song due to rights issues. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah the, the episode's still up there. Oh, wow. My favorite Conan episode ever, no offense, Doug, is back when he was in New York and he did the whole show with kids in the audience. Oh, yeah, I've only heard of this. Oh, my God. I, I, you're not the first person to talk about it. He brings us up a lot. I'd it, like to see I've that. I've never too. seen it either. It is brilliant because he does a straight show, <laughs> doesn't makes, makes no adjustments except for the fact that when he can tell it's completely dying and nothing's going on. And by the way, he had, he had guests on who had to, had to suffer through this as well. Because kids have a whole different sense of humor. Yes. You can't just play it like normal. He had the laugh monster. And the <laughs> laugh monster would come out, and you'd have to laugh really hard to make him go away. And so he'd peek around the curtain, and he'd creep across the stage, and he'd lurch towards Conan. They have to laugh really loud, then he goes away. And then the oh show goes God. on. I, I have to find that. My, I mean, I've become kind of... You know, as you guys do comedy so much, you kind of become jaded. And, you know, it's like what really makes me laugh is train wrecks. Like when everything will go <laughs> wrong. Welcome to the show, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Runs off the rails. You know, when, when, when everything bombs at rehearsal and like everything's mo it's most bleak, how could it get worse? That's when I find my, you know, I, I, I at least laugh to myself. I would be remiss if I didn't. I would, I would actually be a disappointment to myself if I didn't take this opportunity. I and say to you, I think Andy Richter is one of the, if not the best side guy. I don't know what we call him. Sure, sure. What What is your impression of him and your experience with him? Because he says things that he has never missed with what he adds to the show. He's very he's, he's, selective, and then he nails it. And it's always a nail. Yeah. It's always yep. an absolute home run. He's a, he's a, he's a, literally a magical human being. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I came to do the, the Tonight Show, I was uh, nervous as all hell. You know, it's like uh, there's a lot of pressure. It was, it was, they're launching a whole franchise, yeah. and um, and uh, he not only would would come up and just bullshit with me, which I'm like, really, all right. Um, <laughs> he would remember things. Like I'd be walking down the stairs, and he'd be like, "Hey, Doug, you teaching at I/O tonight? Like, how do you know that? <laughs> you should. I, I want to explain to him that he should not be for his level of success in life." Not be as nice as he is. Yeah. yeah. He is ridiculously nice. <laughs> Thank you great. for that, Doug. I was hoping yeah. you'd say all those wonderful things. Yeah, you about hate him. to find out someone's <laughs> a dick, right? <laughs> I, I, I literally can't tell you one person I think is a nicer, better person in Hollywood than him. Wow. Grindstack. Well, I, well, 
Brian Close Stack competition, is, right? Uh, Brian, Brian Stack is... Uh, For those who don't know, Brian Stack, a writer, also on, Conan, writer on Conan. Also a ton of characters on there. And ten, you can go 10 years in between seeing him and yeah. he'll remember your name. <laughs> Hi, Adam. Brian what? Stack is human. How do you know that? He's human kindness. <laughs> he is, he's just... He? We gotta I get mean, him on the show. Yeah, he's... Uh, oh, he'd do it too. And it's just like, <laughs> he plays these crazy bold characters like his go-tos are like god you know and but when you like he's like hey conan you know like strong characters and then you're like hey brian how's it going he's like oh hi nice to see you like what yeah the salesman he thing. saves it he's saving it all day <laughs> he's waiting to get you know get on cameras that you know craw fisherman and start screaming coiled spring yeah. uh, coiled spring that's awesome. That's great. And then you translated that into now I see why you were a good fit for Dion Cole's Black Box. Yeah, what's this? Which was uh, yeah, a show uh, left was, from last summer. It was uh, yeah, we uh, uh, one of the cone writers, Dion and I, were kind of uh, tinkering around, and uh, we're like, hey, let's you know, there's so many clip shows on, mm-hmm. and it's a genre I'm very comfortable in. I'm like, there's no black clip shows. Like, let's oh, yeah. do one of those. So we put it together. And uh, two and a half years later, there's about eight of them on the air, <laughs> and we got ours on the air, and it was it was it was a great experience. It was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, Dion is uh, completely approaches everything differently, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it was a lot of uh, adapting to to uh, different philosophies, which was fantastic because it kept us very. I think it was a very original show. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, it was a good experience. Is, is that... he going back with Conan? Or? He comes back kind of as a guest contributor. Uh, Robert Smigel did the same thing. Mm. He did his uh, triumph after he left. But yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. You know, I just saw I was walking through a neighborhood and someone had in their window and it was so striking and shocking that I almost went up to the door and said, I will give you $20 for it. It was a... A circumference, you know, I don't know what circumference I'm saying right here, uh, you know, a gigantic Bill Clinton head, and it was the exact one they used to put the mouth for uh, for Spiegel. Oh, wow. It was that exact Clinton head, and it was gigantic <laughs> in somebody's window, and I wanted to walk up and go, how much for that? Like, I want that gigantic... Conan O'Brien, Robert Smigel, Bill Clinton head on my wall. It was Twenty awesome. bucks would not have gotten you. Nah, that, I promise have. you. Yeah. They would have. They would have gotten <laughs> up to a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred, maybe. It was. It was a brilliant way to kind of bring on sketchy interviews. It was. It was really just yeah. an amazing technique. We 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 did it once on TBS as like a throwback, <laughs> but I, I I thought I wish we did it more. I love that bit. I love yeah. the the complete lack of reverence too for trying to do Clinton. Just hey, he's just a hillbilly. Uh, yeah, love, exactly. Who gives a damn? <laughs> Ted Turner same uh-huh. way when he comes out. He's just fucking. Oh, and that's fuck. that SCTV mentality. They take the one extreme thing that the actor does. Like I remember, uh, what's his face doing uh, Charlton Heston? Uh, uh, oh God, Phil Hartman? No, 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 no. From SCTV, oh. uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, Dave Thomas. Joe Flaherty. I'll, I'll name Joe one Flaherty. Joe Flaherty. Okay. Joe Flaherty. <laughs> Joe Flaherty used to do uh, Charlton Heston, and I don't, I don't ever remember Charlton Heston going, "Ah, damn!" And he would grab his neck and, "Damn, ah, damn this table, damn your legs, damn you!" And it was just like, "That's your Heston." It's so funny. That's so SCTV to just grab that. Yeah, Conan. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 either you you do it perfectly or or, or do something completely different, but like, it's the middle ground is where you get killed. Yeah. <laughs> well, good to have you here, and I want to talk about uh, not just your favorite films of all time, but also. What did you see this week? We have the, we have theme songs. <laughs> we have theme songs. If you haven't noticed already, uh, this that was of course. What did you see this week? So I put that to the table. What did I see well, the three of us week? saw Anchorman Two. Oh yeah, we all saw Anchorman Two. Yeah, late late comers to that uh, theater, but we finally saw it. 
Yeah. yeah. That is How perfect. is it? How is it? It's fantastic. You got 13 bucks you don't need? It's a great way to spend it. Dude. Absolutely. It is fantastic. I mean, the first one can do no wrong. And I really love how that movie does just does not give a shit about... And I saw something else this week where the movie did give a shit about like making sure... Oh, I saw like Burt Wonderstone on, on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of on and stuff like that. But I'm like, there is a, that, that the two are a perfect contrast because Burt Wonderstone gives a shit about how much growth these dumb magicians go through. And I don't care. I don't care. Be funny, even if it doesn't make sense. And Anchorman 2 will all of a sudden say, I'm blind, and now the plot's going off in that direction. Now he's going to be blind for 10 minutes until they resolve that, or don't, or just decide to stop doing it, because the bit has run itself out. I mean, it's such a freewheeling comedy in that way that it just doesn't care for your rules. It's very punk. I told you this after the screening. It's, I, I agree with that, because when I studied it, at Toronto Second City, it was all about just being funny. Hey, here's a, what we, what's funny here? How can we find the game? All the things you learn in, in a most improv, but it's just to be funny, funny character, funny situation. And in uh, Chicago Second City, you know, not to their detriment, but it was different that they would teach you about social and political satire and finding these big themes and all that stuff. And it's kind of like, can I just be funny? You know, that, that I wanted that to be enough. And Anchorman has, has swept the nation just being funny. Whenever they have a chance to be funny, it's just funny. We'll say weird shit, we'll do weird things, crazy shit will happen out of nowhere just to be funny. And I admire that. So there you go. But they are masterful in finding the game. That is where Adam McKay comes from in directing it. In fact, when they make uh, statements about the state of news, I kind of want them to be over so they get back to just doing goofy, (laughs) stupid shit, which they do tons of, and it's worth the money. I mean, for me, there's always been kind of an ongoing conversation of the relationship of comedy versus story. And I guess it kind of depends on the tone you pick, but more times than not, story will get in the way of comedy, you know? And I think the the, yeah. the super old example is the Marx Brothers, you know? <laughs> when, when they when they brought in the, the, the straight brother with the love interest, it's like, no, 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 we just want the three stupid yeah. Yep. Yeah. brothers. Yep. Come exactly. Back, come back to the mayhem, please. Danny Noonan and that Scottish chick. She's pregnant? I don't give a shit. Just <laughs> That's have her why be Caddy pregnant Shack or not is... or whatever, move on. Yeah, that yeah. was such a pointless, wasted... Isn't that weird? Because it wanted to be a teen movie And she didn't even get naked. Reason. Like, if they introduced, right? like, some nudity and there was, like, some, you know, yeah, sexy scene. she just scene. got her so she's there for appeal. Yeah. Well, well, isn't there, like, a 20-hour cut of that movie where it's just, like, all of, like, the teen romance storylines and drama? No. See, that's wow. why I said Caddyshack, in the, in the argument we may have had here before about the greatest comedy of all time, I'll take Ghostbusters and Blazing Saddles over that any second. Mm. Ghostbuster, Ghostbusters, unlike Blazing Saddles. Because they don't have caddies. <laughs> uh, I mean, seriously, if if the if we stopped following Bill Murray, uh, Harold Ramis, and Dan Aykroyd for two seconds, and followed some subplot, you know, yeah. in Ghostbusters, I wouldn't have it. Instead, it's all about them all the time, and they're constantly being funny. So for me, that wins. But also the thing about Ghostbusters, and I would ask anybody in our audience to put on your three act structure mitts and your sketch writing hats, and and watch every single scene of Ghostbusters is absolutely perfect and efficient in delivering a premise for that scene that's going to be the sketch, doing all the things you need to to expand the sketch from the various points of view, and then close it as quickly as possible. The Dana apartment thing is a perfect example. When he goes to her apartment, he is not there to do science. He does not believe in Ghostbusters at all. He's there to get laid. And everything... It, everything she says is towards the end of I need a scientist and that's the only reason I'm accepting you in my apartment right now. And everything he's doing is trying to impress her with being a Ghostbuster to try and get in her pants. That is just 
That is gold, man. Uh, there's so much gold in that Ghostbusters. And that's, that's the story behind that is like uh, Dan Aykroyd had like a 200-page screenplay. <laughs> exactly. And it was so all it, Dan Aykroyd speak. Was yeah. it, was it kind of like you feel like in the 70s and 80s, like these filmmakers that were kind of like putting, putting, putting some of these sketch people on tracks or what was it? I think that's I think that's Dan Aykroyd being wrangled by uh, Harold Ramis and uh, ah. and the, the Ivan Reitman because that's who could wrangle the, him quite well. I think you see him go off on his own without those those elements to wrangle him, and you get what's the one with Demi Moore and Chevy Chase and oh, nothing but trouble. That is the yeah. worst <laughs> film ever made. It might be the worst I film never saw ever it. made. I never saw it. Original title: Vulcanvania. Oh, I was yeah. I was like a teenager when I saw it, and I was just furious. Yes. <laughs> And I took a girl to that movie because I was like, it's Chevy Chase's in Dan Equity. It's going to be Ugh. hilarious. And I just had no idea how flawed those talents were. Uh, you know, at their at their heyday, they were not flawed at all. But by that time... Poof. By the time you get into My Stepmother's an Alien, <sighs> Cops and Robertsons, you, <laughs> oh. you know more what the, yeah, yeah. what's going on there. Which is a shame. What else did we see? Did you see anything, Doug? Uh, yeah, I, I caught up on some of the Oscar-ish movies. Ooh, late uh, on me. I saw the, uh, the, the Lewin Davis. Oh, yeah. What'd you think? I I liked it and my wife hated it and I couldn't defend it. I was just like I got it. Yeah. I I liked it and all of your your hatred for it is valid. <laughs> I, I I didn't That's know what to say. That's a good way to describe that movie actually. Yeah, yeah I it was, love it, it but I can't defend it. So like, <laughs> nothing happened, nothing came from it. Like it was it, it was like what happened and I was just like nothing. I liked it. You know. It yeah, the, I hear that about it. It was the Coen Brothers do a lost kitten film something like that a French lost kitten film with music. <laughs> I, I liked, uh, I liked, you know, back in the day, I like Slacker. I, li- I like those kind of. Sure. Let's let's sit and just explore a moment. Slacker's got than... a whole lot of personality. Inside Lewin Davis doesn't feel like it has any personality. Any personality. It feels yeah. like it's a dull date. But I've heard it's brilliant right, the second right? time. But you liked it. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, you know what? I I think my parents met during the kind of folk scene, mm-hmm. and it, I found it fascinating. I found the tone and kind of era interesting that's definitely what i was there for i yeah. love the idea of that era when like punk is about to break except it's not punk it's you yeah. know whatever's about to break you know something in the air there's electricity in the air and it would it'd be such a dream it's like one of those eras like if you could go to a certain place where a certain thing is happening i mean the the folk era of greenwich village before it was too expensive to buy a slice of pizza in greenwich village oh <laughs> man yeah that's uh oh that'd be fun didn't really put me there but anyway yeah. <laughs> i mean it put me there but not I caught up on my Oscar a little bit. I did uh, on TBS. What was on TBS? Was on t- there was no TBS. <laughs> there was no TBS movie review. I usually just watch uh, whatever's on TBS over and over and over again. <laughs> but this weekend, I actually got out of the house uh, right. and saw August Osage County. Oh, how is it? Which it is very good. It's got a colon in the title, so it's the second or it's the <laughs> okay. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, it's. Uh, I, I highly recommend you go into that movie in the best mood you can possibly be in, oh. because when you come out, so Vicodin. Yeah, uh. there you go. Exactly. You need to Vicodin <laughs> with a gin chaser because you're going to come out feeling yeah not great about that's much. that's why I put off Breaking Bad for so long. Is that a bad feeling? Uh, show? No, you're. That's incorrect. That's that's how my roommate felt about that. That's why he wouldn't watch Breaking Bad. Is he's like, uh, it's all looks all menacing with this shaved head face staring at me and barrels of whatever. And I'm like, uh, that is the fifth. That is the sixth season of Breaking Bad presenting itself as itself. Like the rest of it is like Coen Brothers. Did it's you, like funny and you know. Did you eventually give in? I've I've, I've just recently. I'm I'm a few episodes in. But I'm you can tell from the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, he's standing in the road in his underwear. This is an uncommon type of TV show, and it's there to be laughed at too. 
because it's it's just a goofy image. Yeah, so, it was it was just a matter of like I've only got so much spare time. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if I want to spend it with a meth dealer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it's until it, 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 you got to watch complex. it and kind of like yeah. yeah, it's not a it's not Degrassi Junior High. No, where'd you see hey, Wheels? There's a reference, right? Remember Wheels from Degrassi? Wheels. No. Wheels was no. one of the characters that wore the hat. Wheels. We, we referenced it. Come we on. haven't seen it. Thank you. Wheels. <laughs> Thank where, you. where did you see August Osage County? I referenced? saw it at my local theater, Triangle Triangle Square in Costa Mesa. Triangle Square. I did two great things. The big little. Right? I did two great things with this movie. One, I rode my bicycle to it. And two, I paid $5 for it. Movie theater. <laughs> it is the greatest thing in the world. I absolutely love that I can ride my bike to a movie theater and pay five dollars for current uh, releases. Yeah, just yeah. gotta get up early. Yeah, I got. Uh, and these aren't even early. Anything before noon. Usually it's like before eleven. That's or 10. early. the first theater. That's early. <laughs> That's early. <laughs> yeah, I saw um, uh, the the other movie in this movie. What was the movie? No, no, the um, Leonardo and um, oh, oh, Wolf, Wolf, of Wall Wolf of Wall Street. Well, so is Wolf. it considered? I'm going to ask a two part question here. Is it considered a second run theater? And secondly, the second run theater still exist? Oh, yes. I don't think it's considered a second run theater because it's in current release. No, okay. you just go early. They give you matinee prices. Okay. Matinee used to mean anything before six. Now it usually means before noon. Yes, Valley and, Village six is a second run. And you can still come to anything before eleven o'clock here in Burbank and get a six dollar movie. Hmm. But I can do it for five. Wait, so you, you live in the area? Oh. You go to Victory and the Freeway, the one seventy. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a cinema there. It's cheap. And then there's one in Pasadena, the Academy Six. So folks out there in the LA area, there's Valley your three dollars. And like Sunday and Tuesday, it's like a buck fifty and Everything's dollar good hot dogs. At the Valley crazy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I I just grew up loving second run theaters. Mm-hmm. I would go whatever it was, like uh uh, uh just the, the the most un dramatic films that a ten year old should not be watching. <laughs> William Hurt. Wrong. Yeah, I'll watch it, sure. Wrong. Second run. <laughs> yeah. Now, there used to be a brief tangent into Cincinnati talk, because Lee knows what I'm talking about. There was a a mall that was unfortunately built in between two better malls, and this was a giganto mall with like a playground in the middle and stuff, and it was called the Forest Fair Mall. Forest Fair Mall. In Cincinnati. Yeah. And that had the only second-run theater that was in kind of in the area. So that drew a lot of people to the Forest Fair Mall. This, uh, a couple months ago, around Christmas, I went to go visit a friend, and, and we were like, well, where should we meet, you know, in between uh, Dayton and, and Oxford, Ohio? And he said, uh, let's meet at uh, Forest Fair Mall. Forest Fair Mall, again, this gigantic mall has four shops open oh in all God. of it. Is the, the facility is still open? The whole thing is still open, and oh. four things are open. It is the most amazing dead mall you've ever seen. It is the strangest thing to walk around. A completely dead mall, save for four shops and a Gold Star Chili. <laughs> <laughs> in the food court, full of nothing else open. <laughs> Anyway. I took human geography yeah. um, at Miami University. That's a good project for where, human geography. It, where Forest Fair was a case study of how not to build cities. Yeah. And so my professor, <laughs> uh, yeah, my professor. They literally studied. No lie, his name was Cy Young. Professor Cy Young nice. used Forest, Forest Fair Mall as a case study. And so we all went out there one afternoon because nobody believed that this could be that empty. Uh-huh. It is as empty as Adam says. It is spooky. And it's weird that they keep it open. Yeah. There's somebody that has to open the front door to this thing. Back then, it was that empty? It was 
Well, not not four stores. I think there was. It's, maybe... it's never been at full capacity, but yeah, it's. I mean, uh, back then it was still. What's it called again? Forest Fair. Forest Let Fair. Forest Fair haunt your dreams <laughs> as we as we wrap up a movie showcase. That's that movie show. show. Yeah. yeah, it's only a matter of time before Pixar animates a bunch of malls. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? That come to life I mean, and have, have adventures. Yeah, exactly. You Buildings. Have, we're, we're down to the last. I and mean, we've got Legos. We've got. Have bicycles come to life and <gasps> been a, a thing pending. yet? Patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. Uh, so, Hi, I'm Pat and pending. <laughs> hey, we. Uh, I saw August Osage County again a second time. We'll QA with Julia Roberts afterwards. Oh, still, still hot. Look at you. Yeah. I would awesome. love to see her in person because I honestly don't find her. Like sexy, attractive on screen, so I'd love to see what she looks like up close. She looks great. Check yeah. out those okay. pins. Yeah. Check out those sticks. Long hair. Good sticks. <laughs> nice black dress. <laughs> thin. Yeah. Glasses. Had the glasses. Oh, yeah. smart girl look. Uh, well, hey, together we are the movie guys. Individually, we are. Follow us at Twitter at the movie guys on Facebook at facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to Doug Caro. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Doug. And, and my fault, next guess, time, uh, should I ever be back, uh, we got to talk about Tron. Tron. Absolutely. I'm wearing the Tron t-shirt right Good here. Good Lord, I love Tron. Tron. Yeah. Super7.com. Number three on your list, maybe? Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's somewhere in there. And, I, and surprisingly, the second one. Oh, I love the second one. How great, great is the second one? I give it it's the score. So that score is amazing. Yeah. How do you not nominate that score that's a, for That's a whole bunch of nailing it for a sequel, i got to say, this Tron sequel. But uh, at the same time, they put out the... Uh, the both in Blu-ray, and I found like at a blockbuster it was closing down. I found the Blu-ray of the original Tron for like five bucks. That movie in Blu-ray is awesome because you're like, this is so far ahead of its time <laughs> that like <laughs> that in Blu-ray you're like Tron looks like it was made yesterday. It looks yeah. amazing. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's got awesome. this tactility to it still. Yeah, right, the, the five dollars is. Play. Sorry, I didn't let that go. We're back. We're Where'd back you play? Late night, late, I played five dollars. I don't know. Uh, All right, so um, I thought it was being played off by the five dollar foot long theme. <laughs> you mentioned a five dollar DVD. We'll make up a sure, sure. Uh, so be sure to catch Karen's production of Me and My Girl at Glendale Center Theater in, in Glendale, California, opening Valentine's Day and running for about seven weeks. Do it. But uh, we'll have birthdays back. Karen's birthdays in a couple of weeks as she Yay. rejoins the show because she'll Yay. get her Wednesdays back. Birthday. Thanks to the triumphant return of Jamie Clark Yelvington manning the soundboard. Hey, thank you for laughing Providing in the background. laughs and too. knowledge and all that fun stuff. And Steve Scholes for his contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Thanks for listening. Do it. Internet says so. Or watch the Johnny Carson documentary on Netflix. So good.